Santos's kick is lined up. The kick is good. He got it. Hi there, Chiefs Kingdom. Welcome to another Arrowheads Abroad podcast special called Back to the Chiefs with myself, Brad Simcox, and the Arrowheads Abroad Supremo, Tom Childs. If you're unfamiliar with what we do for the Back to the Chiefs specials, everyone you hear in this podcast is acting like the game has just happened. The beauty of it is you'll hear a number of bad, bad takes by us that will make you laugh and most likely choke on your burnt ends. So check the flux capacitor, load up the Mr. Fusion, and strap yourself in for the next instalment of the Back to the Chiefs podcast as we key in another historic date in the in the time circuits. November 1st, 2015, the Lions versus the Chiefs at Wembley Stadium, London. When this baby hits 88 miles per hour, you're going to see some serious shit. <laughs> Holy hat, that was amazing. Chiefs win 45-10 in London and go 3-5 and for the season. But not only that, the Kansas City Royals are World Series champions. And who better to help us celebrate both victories than a random Royals and Chiefs fan called Kent Swanson, is it? Is that right? Yeah, that's right. Thank you uh, Thank you for having me. It's just so funny you, you know, pulled me off the... Uh off the internet just to come talk to you guys i'm I'm appreciative of the opportunity yeah thanks for uh, for answering our ad well it is something that brad normally does he has a habit about pulling random guys off the internet for random chats <laughs> you just want to make sure that you keep your distance ken and it just stays at a random chat not the time tom oh, oh sorry <laughs> it's, i'm, it's I'm pretty... staying in the states here i'm staying in the states <laughs> never going to europe <laughs> <laughs> That's a really funny term, by the way, Brad. World Series champion. World Series champion. How can you be World Series champion, as in world champion, if only like 29 teams from USA and then the one team from Canada competes? Yeah, exactly. It, it doesn't really make worldwide, it, is it? It doesn't make many sense. No, but maybe much. Kent will uh, shed some light on why it's a world championship thing. I don't know. I, I mean, the, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, the World Do you Series. Question that? <laughs> I, I don't even think about it. I mean, this, you know, the the name World Series happened way before I was even born. I mean, so before uh, the world was invented. <laughs> exactly. I mean, well, I mean, because uh, us Americans, <laughs> us Americans, I don't think you know there there wasn't really life outside of the United States, right? Is that is that? Yeah. It, it, there's that's nothing else in this yeah. world. Yeah, yeah, no, because that's. That's just our that's our that's our whole uh, mantra here in the world, right? So, yeah, yeah, good. Yeah, uh, I guess you're currently celebrating. You sound as though you've you've had a few beers. Is that right? Yeah, very, yeah, just a few. You know, I, I haven't slept in like 48 hours. You know, we had Halloween. Uh, we had I, I went as Left Shark for Halloween uh, a couple <laughs> days before. Watched the Royals watched the Royals win that night, and then you know we had we had to get up at eight this morning. Uh, to watch to watch the the Chiefs play in London and in this World Series game, I'm on cloud nine. This has been one of the best 36 hours of my life. <laughs> Less shark. I made the stupid mistake. Right, this is a true story of going to a Wembley game once. And um, someone dressed up as left shark, right shark, and uh, Katy Perry for um, fancy dress. And they were standing in a line. So you had 
left uh, Shark, Katy Perry, and then Shark. And I made the stupid mistake of going up to him and going, which one of you is left Shark? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> they just looked at me as like, who the is this guy? <laughs> like, is he... Is he stupid? And as soon as I said it, I realised what I said, and I just went bright red, like beetroot colour, and just walked off into the distance. And then my friend turned around to me, who hadn't heard what I said, and was like, what, what are you gone red about? And I was like, I, I cannot repeat what I just said, because it's the worst thing I've ever said in my life. Like, this is the first time I've ever admitted it to anyone, that I'm basically stupid. <laughs> <laughs> You, no one ever teach you to hold up your palms twit trick. I mean, you can figure it out pretty quick. You know, left, right. So I yeah. mean, I'll, I'll show it to you sometime if we ever meet face to face. You're cheers. gonna have to come to the states though. Yeah, you have to come to the yeah, states because I'm not going over there. <laughs> cheers, random Royals fan from the internet that's random coming onto Royals our podcast. Fan, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, Ken, where did you watch the game then? Where was it? So I spent an entire day at a friend's house, and we started the morning. At, at seven uh, that morning and had breakfast and hung out all the way through the World Series game. So I was at a house for 16 hours. We made a big deal out of it. We did a breakfast. We did a lunch. We did a dinner. Uh, it was a whole ordeal. And uh, it was it was such a fun day. I, 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 I will never forget where I was and, and, and the entire day itself. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it was it, a pretty it, special day myself. I've just literally just got in. It's what now seven thirty here in the UK. Uh, I got up twenty four hours ago. I haven't slept a wink. And um, where I watched the game, I went to a casino with about three hundred other fans or Royals fans um, in London. Because obviously, as soon as the Wembley game finished, attention turned to the World Series game. So right. it was a big, large group of us that went to this casino in London. It happened to be twenty four hours. And I, like, I'm not a baseball fan. Um, people who listen to this podcast know it's not my favourite sport I love cricket <laughs> but just but baseball I just can't get along with but I was taken in by everything that was going on because it was such a tight game um, the atmosphere in the casino was very tense but very excitable at the same time and when the guys won um, well, I think it was 5.30am local time um, when they did win and it the place just went mental and it, I felt sorry for actually the casino staff because they were probably <laughs> wondering what was going on because they're expecting the night shift the dead shift the dead shift the graveyard shift they're expecting a nice easy night where can they chill out chat up the other barmaids and just do whatever but no 300 Americans and then this fat git from Leighton Buzzard turns up and going, what's going on <laughs> yeah. and then the place is blue and red and it just went off it was it was an experience and probably my favourite part of the whole weekend and that says a lot considering that our Chiefs were over in London but the, the Royals experience seeing them win a championship see people so happy about what had just happened just just made the weekend it really did yeah well, I mean I'm not a massive uh, baseball fan either or anything but uh, I understand you know, going into this World Series, the the Royals were already in a World Series the year before, weren't they? Yeah, which I mean, um, they, it was they just it, missed out on. Yeah, it was. Well, and the the thing about it is, like the the Royals were so bad for so long. So in fourteen and fifteen, you know, in fourteen in this year, like they were, you know, leading up to that, they'd been so bad my entire existence. They hadn't won a World <laughs> Series since 1985. I watched a lot of terrible baseball in my entire life, 
and to finally see the payoff for last year, making it all the way to the World mm -hmm. Series. Don't want to talk about Madison Bumgarner and that experience because it still hurts. Mm -hmm. Even after winning I actually know what thing, you're talking about there. Yeah. <laughs> I actually know what you're talking about. <laughs> the Mad Bum. But yeah. so, you know, the, the Royals finally paying off today um was it was it was an ex I, I can't believe it i i never would like i i still am not i haven't processed it yet right this is something yeah. that was out of my wildest expectations uh for my entire life and then it just goes from nothing to this so quickly uh i i i will remember this the rest of my life and i will i'm, I'm still in shock honestly so I, I see i've never seen a place react like it did like the casino did when duda Missed that throw and Hosmer stole that base. Oh my gosh! How about that? Like, like, that was the gutsiest thing I think I've ever seen a Royals player do. It was kind of stupid, honestly. Like, that's not a yeah. play. That's not a play you're supposed to make. But he just went and did it, and he he forced Lucas Duda to try to make a throw, and he couldn't do it. Because it was a bread and butter throw, right? I like, like I said, I don't really know baseball, but to me, that seemed pretty easy that, in terms of throwing a ball. That the the likelihood of that play working the way it did is very low because that is one of the simpler throws. You catch the ball and you just have to make an accurate throw. You don't have to throw it hard. You don't have to throw it super quick. Just get the ball to the pitcher or to the catcher. But no, wide left, way wide left. Doesn't even have a chance to make a play on the ball. And Hosmer sneaks in there. What a gutsy play! And that that might have won them the World Series when it was all said and done because. The pitchers for the Mets, I did not want to see this series go any farther than it did those five games. Game six and seven, they would have been tall orders against great pitchers. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So could we actually be seeing the start of a dynasty with the Royals now? Yeah, I mean, I think they're going to be good next year. And, you know, I think they can extend this window a little bit longer. They got, you know, they got some decisions to make where if they're going to re-sign Alex Gordon. And then in a couple years, you're going to see guys like Hosmer, Lorenzo Kane, some of those guys up, but uh, you know they still got a good pitching uh, road. They still got a good bullpen next year and in a couple years. So I mean, I feel like they got enough pieces to continue to to be good, right? Like I, there's, I don't think there's any way they don't make the playoffs next year. Zero chance. I I feel very confident that this group will be able to piece it together and figure it out and make the playoffs because this is still a really good baseball team. Yeah, yeah I, I, I I agree. I agree. As you know, I know loads about baseball. But um, one guy that <laughs> um, one guy that did take my eye, I suppose, take my fancy was Wade Davis when he came in to seal the game for the Royals. It was funny watching the game, and as soon as he come in to, to close it, like everyone was just like, "Yeah, this game's won." I'm like, "We still got whole innings. Like, they still got half the innings to play." And now this this game's over. So I like Wade Davis, and I think the Royals should keep hold of him and maybe build around him over the next two or three years in, in that bullpen. Oh, absolutely. That guy is, he's exceptional and he's been so good. And, you know, he, he's kind of got his own mystique too, as a Royals fan growing up and, and as, you know, watching this thing kind of transform because he was just a throwaway in, in a, uh, or just a throw in, in the trade to get James Shields uh, a few years ago, the Royals just were like, yeah, sure. We'll take him as well. You know, trying to balance things out. They tried him as a starter and he was not good. He was really bad, actually. So they brought him into the bullpen, and he just had this meteoric rise uh, as a as a rota uh, as a bullpen piece. And so, you know, watching him, he's kind of part, you know, a, a representation of the story of the Kansas City Royals and and what they were able to do to kind of zig where people zag. They built one of the best bullpens in the history of baseball 
with a guy that was just kind of a throw into a, a big trade that they made a few years ago. It's, it's so cool. And I, yeah, I think they keep him for a while. I, I bet you, you know, I could see him, you know, maybe extending him here in the future uh, because he's such a, a critical piece. There's, I don't think there's any way they can get rid of him. Mm-hmm. Well, good luck in 2016 then. Let's, uh, let's hope it's uh, consecutive titles. Yeah, future's bright. Why not? Right, Why not? Dynasty in Kansas City. <laughs> yeah. Well, who'd never, have thought, ever. Yeah. Who would have thought? <laughs> who would have thought? <laughs> so how many people are going to be at this parade? Because for me, like, I know Kansas City is Chiefs first, Sporting KC second, and then the Royals last. Like, people are kind of like bandwagon when it comes to the Royals. So they've got the parade in a couple of days. How many people are going to be there? What, so- 30, 40,000 maybe? Like, if it's not going to be like the Chiefs, if the Chiefs won the Super Bowl, like, you're, you're going to see a million, a million and a half people on the streets of Kansas City. But what, the Royals, do anyone really care enough to take a day off work? Yeah, you know, here's the thing about the Royals. It's kind of been like a sleeping giant because they have had a big imprint on this city for so long. It's just, you know, they won a World Series in 85, but like, I feel like, you know, there, there's kind of some sleeping giant, you know, piece to this, right? Like the Royals, they when they were good, when they've been good this last couple years, like you've seen more fans show up. You've seen a lot of people, you know, kind of start gravitating towards this team. It may not be sustainable if they're if they're not particularly good, but like the TV ratings have been really good for the Royals this year and last year. And um, I I don't know if I don't think a million. I think a million would be insane, but I bet you they get you know maybe a couple hundred thousand, but. Anything beyond you know a couple two three hundred thousand man that would be that would be something special but who knows we'll see but I can't wait I'm taking the day off uh, I'm definitely going up there to to, to watch this and, and celebrate this World Series because you never know when it's going to happen again. Yeah, you're not throwing a sickie then, no. Say that again. You're not throwing a sickie. You probably no. have to explain what a sickie means. <laughs> I don't. I, I'm, just, I'm just. <laughs> I'm just some random internet guy on. I'm just some random internet guy. I don't know what a sickie is, so I'm just I'm rolling with it. But I think I've just invented a new baseball pitch, haven't I? Yeah, that guy's got a really nice sickie right there, moving right to left. (laughs) I'll teach it one day. (laughs) Oh well, I've actually exhausted all of my baseball knowledge, which is literally zero. Uh, So. uh, so let's get on to the other the other game. It doesn't seem as big now, considering that you know the Royals have just won the World Series. But uh, let's get on to the Chiefs game. This has been a dream come true for many Chiefs fans in the UK. For most, for most, this is actually the first time seeing the Chiefs in the flesh. I, I know I'm one of them. Um, how has this game been received in Kansas City, though? Because the Chiefs did had to give up a home game to to actually put this on at Wembley. Um, where do you stand on the international series games, though, Kent? Sure. Like, I mean, I understand, like, you know, when it was announced that the Chiefs were losing a home game, I know a lot of people had some concerns and some issues with losing one of those, you know, home games. But my whole hope is that maybe, maybe this is, you know, Clark Hunt doing a deal with, you know, with the NFL to maybe they get an event here in Kansas City in the next, you know, five, 10 years. Maybe it's, it's, it's a compromise to try to maybe get an, uh, you know, maybe get a, uh, a NFL draft since it's going to be starting to move around or maybe to get maybe a Super Bowl if they start doing more outdoor Super Bowls. That would be awesome. Yeah. I know, right? Like, could you imagine yeah. that in Kansas City? But like, I, I don't know. I, I, I'm okay with, with, you know, the, you know, the international presence. I think it's really cool. Um, I think it's cool to see the Chiefs represented, you know, overseas. 
And like, I mean, it sounds like you guys got to go to this game, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I was mean, up in the gods, though. I was, I was sat right at the back. <laughs> how, how was but, the experience there? Oh, it was fantastic. I mean, if if that's what it's like over in Kansas City, I'm, I'm, I'm ready to go. I'm ready to go to Kansas City to go and see it because the the atmosphere was great. There was a lot of teams represented. I think every team in the NFL was represented. Um, but yeah, there was a, there was an arrowhead chop in there. You know, the, the oh. chop was in there. That was I actually, fantastic. I actually got one of them started. Um, <laughs> Did yeah, you really? In in the middle of the third quarter, I just t- I was sat with Dave, who's the guy that helps present us uh, present this podcast normally, and I said to him, "Right, I'm going to do it. I'm going to go for it." And so I started doing, oh, and as I was doing it, no one was joining in. I thought, right, I need to catch someone's eye here. And so I was just like looking like intensely into other Chiefs fans' eyes, like, oh, yeah, look like, at that guy, because I'm yeah. the guy right in the back. I saw like, you. Oh, oh, you will join in, or I will murder you. And eventually it caught on, and then everyone is just like going around again staring intensely going you will join in (laughs) 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 but no it it was great like i went to kansas city last year i went to see the chiefs raiders in december 2014 and it it, i'm not gonna lie outside of tailgating the in-stadium arrowhead experience slightly disappointed me oh really yeah yeah but 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 it was kind of like a dead game. Obviously, this that last year we didn't make the playoffs, and the chances of making the playoffs is a week fourteen game. Like we had to beat the Raiders, but the chances were low of us um, of us actually making the playoffs. And it was a Sunday lunchtime game, and the stadium was only what half full. Like it was loud, but I was expecting to be blown away by by the stadium and by the noise, and I wasn't. So it kind of left me with not the greatest amount of hope when it comes to atmosphere at Wembley but what did happen was that Kansas City travelled so well across yeah. to London this weekend like there has been Chiefs jerseys in London everywhere I've spent the weekend in London I've been here since Friday and I'm about to go home for the first time in a couple of hours and what I have seen is the excitement around it has led to a good atmosphere and I would say that the Chiefs home atmosphere was arguably better at Wembley than it was for that one game that I went to I'm not sitting here saying the atmosphere would always be better but just for that one particular game that I've got it to compare to the atmosphere at Wembley was just incredible people knew they were a spectacle they knew it was a novelty and people just embraced it Sure, and like I feel like you know with with Chiefs fans you, you know in down years in years where you know um, maybe, you know, they're not really well positioned to, to win a championship potentially, or when, you know, maybe, you know, the playoffs are not quite in reach. I had season tickets during the 2004 or 2012 season when they went to and four. Oh man. It was, it was, you know, it was brutal and it was rough and, and the fans, you know, I, I wore a bag. Did you wear a paper head. bag? I wore <laughs> a paper bag. I wore black and wore a paper bag and, but you know, I there's there's a lot of people, and I I think you know even like people care, people love the Chiefs. You know, you saw mm. all these people go uh, and and show up overseas to be part of that experience to represent Kansas City. I'm sure you know there's there's some you know obviously there's some loyalty out there in, in Europe, you know, with you guys and, and other mm. fans. So like, I mean, there's there's a lot of really great fans in in yeah. Kansas City and and across you know the the Chiefs kingdom, but. It just sometimes there's there's these elements you know th- there's there's seasons where it that doesn't look like it right 
It doesn't look like yeah. it. Uh, and and when there's hope, it this city is amazing. When there's hope, and yeah. uh, I think about the Al Saunders era running that offense and lighting the scoreboard up with that phenomenal offensive line and mm-hmm. and Priest Holmes and all that stuff. You saw how electric the city got for the Chiefs, and I'm optimistic that someday we'll get that again soon. The interesting thing for me was uh, obviously this is my first time ever watching the Chiefs live, you know, in front of my very eyes. Um, but the interesting thing that that surprised me was how many Chiefs fans I actually saw when I was down there. I thought I was the only one in the whole of the UK. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's how you fail as an NFL fan in the UK at the minute because, yeah, there's, there's you know, there's the glitz and the glamour of all the teams that have won in the 80s and 90s and all that. And obviously you, you see a heck of a lot of Patriots fans. But seeing... <laughs> Chiefs fans on the train heading down there, down to London, and just having the knowing nod that you've gone through this pain and hurt yeah. over the years, and yeah, you and see your team play. It was just, it was one of those amazing moments that will always live with me. I mean, we, I was sat with a group of uh, you know friends of mine, and we were actually having a a, um, a quiz, an NFL quiz, with a bunch of Lions fans on the train. Uh, and there was loads of other Kansas City Chiefs fans joining in with it as well. It was just so, just such a great day uh, that I'll never forget. And I really hope I get out to uh, to Kansas City to go and see a game one day because if it's anything like that, I'm gonna feel right at home, you know. And yeah, uh, one thing that like, and I, I'll just say this because you know I I've I've, I've thought about this for a long time. Um, transplant fans or fans that are outside of the Kansas City metro. I have a ton of love, I have a ton of respect for and admiration and appreciation for because it is so hard to follow a team that isn't in your city. You know, there's so much commitment, there's so much loyalty, there's so much love. It's a labor of love. And, um, you know, I, you know, one thing I want to do someday, and I'm not, and maybe this is my jumping off board, maybe this is my springboard to a media career, who knows? Yeah. I want to. I want to do a. I want to do a podcast someday. It's this this new fad that's kind of coming along. It's it's been building up momentum lately. Mm-hmm. I want to do a show that you know other people across the country, across the world, have a chance to listen to. So I can help yeah. you know bridge that gap between the Chiefs and people that have to sit you know or have to live you know far away from their team. I I have a ton of love and respect for transplant fans and people that have to follow a team outside of the city i think it's so cool like i respect that you want to do that but we've kind of got that covered so can you just leave that alone <laughs> yeah, yeah right you guys, you guys are like, random guy. you guys are helping to carry you guys are help carrying that torch i'm hoping to provide yeah. more yeah i don't know if you've like read what our heads are brought about but basically what we do is exactly what you just said so there's no need for you to do it as well like <laughs> I, know, I know i know you want to start a podcast but We've got that covered. Like, if you decide to start a podcast with a couple other guys that think they know what they're talking about, think they know what they're talking about when it comes to defense, just say no. Just say no. Just but, don't bother with it, Ken. Say, actually, no. I don't want to start some laboratory podcast or whatever you want to call it. Just leave it to the the British guys. They know their shit, and let them roll with it. But don't don't you Please. want don't you want to to give the the fans a a, a multitude of options? You, are you just are you just gonna are you gonna harbor it yourself? I I am a big fan of Monopoly, and <laughs> for me, the narcissist I would tell. Yeah, I am that guy that wants Old Kent Road through to Park Lane and Mayfair. I want the lot, and so this is my domain. This is our domain. Our heads abroad have this covered. 
So if you want to go and start some Royals podcast, be my <laughs> guest because me and Brad aren't interested. But can you please <laughs> leave the Chiefs podcast and the writing, whatever you want to do to us. We are the experts here. I, and actually, I, I, Brad, actually, Brad, 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 before, before Kent butts in again, um, <laughs> I, um, I actually have a really good idea. Um, I think people struggle with the draft. Yeah. and draft prospects so i thought that me and you could actually put our knowledge out there and create a draft guide um yeah. we won't we won't charge as much as six pounds because that's extortionate um we charge like two or three pounds and then we'll have it out there april we'll rank all the prospects in order and so when people come to the draft they know what they're talking about and top then they can go hey content, yeah. top quality content from tom and brad from arrowheads abroad how does it sound yeah That'll that'll never work. That'll no. never work. No, but I I've read one before, and to be honest, it wasn't very good. It didn't really help me. <laughs> um, but yeah, maybe we can we can lead off that and maybe make it a little bit better ourselves. Yeah, game analysis. Yeah, yeah, watching a bit of tape, going through all of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I've got I've got all the time in the world. I can sit there and watch college prospects all day. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. exactly. But back to the Wembley experience. Say, yeah. Sorry, sorry. So back to the Wembley experience before we went off on a tangent there. Stupid idea from Kent. Um, the whole weekend has been incredible. Like, I've been in London since Friday, and on Friday, the Chiefs put on a pub party in Trafalgar Square. Now, I don't know if you know London very well, Kent, but Trafalgar Square is smack bang in the middle of London. Like, you've got the Houses of Parliament, a two minute walk away. Buckingham Palace is a five-minute walk away. The Thames is a two-minute walk away. Like it is, couldn't be more central. It is the hub of London, Trafalgar Square. But what the Chiefs did, and I loved it, they took over a pub, and they invited all the season ticket holders across from Kansas City to this pub, and they invited a few British Chiefs fans. And so, like, we got there. Me and a few select. Brad wasn't invited. Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> got there. I'm the riotous one, aren't I? And they, and they said the Chiefs said to me, they said, "Oh, you guys are on." on the list so we got up to the door and I said ah oh, Tom Childs Arrowheads abroad we should be on the guest list and the people on the door checking the guest list checking the guest list and they were like sorry your name's not on the list and I thought oh balls I've invited five people here to come down and I'm giving it Billy Big Bollocks and they're not even on the list I was like oh, can, can you check the list again please so she checked the list checking it checking it checking it okay I'll check the other list what, what the Chiefs had done this is how great this organisation is they put us on the VIP list Wow. So when we when we walked in, all like the peasants and whatnot were down in the norm bit, all the season ticket holders. But what they did with us, they put us up in the top tier, and we went to the top tier, walked up the stairs, all you can eat, all you can drink, and whatnot. So you've got beer, food, barman, Clark Hunt, Roger Goodell, Will Shields, Christian Okoye, and I was like, oh, what? <laughs> what is going on here? And it was just the maddest experience. Literally, just all these people that you you've seen on the internet, you've seen on TV, like your heroes, Will Shields, and especially Will oh, Shields. Like yeah. when I started watching the Chiefs, Will Shields was the guy that I like you alluded to earlier. That run game is what made me a Chiefs fan. So yeah, that wow. whole offensive line was incredible. So yeah, I'm sitting there talking to Will Shields, and next thing you know, Clark Hunt is holding an Arrowheads abroad poster. We've got photos of it. It was just, it was just. What? the most surreal experience and it's just Tom, little Tom. touches like that that just make the Chiefs special how big headed do you sound VIP guest list and, and, <laughs> and with the players and stuff you'll be making your own YouTube channel next yeah I know <laughs> who does that I know <laughs> no, it's <just> big head. <laughs> anyway <laughs> that's amazing um, that's amazing yeah <laughs> that's so it, cool yeah it sounds good that doesn't it it sounds really, really yeah cool. I wasn't invited so yeah I, I'm, uh, not, I'm not bitter about it 
I wouldn't be either. I mean, that yeah. that sounds like a great experience, though, and especially you know coming from you know being be again being an over overseas fan, getting to see that kind of experience. I couldn't imagine. Yeah, it was was pretty incredible. It, the, yeah. the whole weekend's just been awesome. So yeah. yeah, maybe we should talk about the actual game now because we're twenty six yeah, minutes into this podcast. We are. And we, yeah. have, we, yeah. have, we haven't even talked about Alex Smith yet. <laughs> well, let's talk talk about him yet because there was actually one player that I was really looking forward to seeing. And he wasn't there. Um, Jamal Charles injured for this oh. game, which really upset me because he really is my favourite chief of all time. And when when I saw him go down injured, um, it was was it the Bears game? Was it? Yeah. Um, I was I was gutted because I I knew that the game coming up or one of the games coming up was actually the London game, and I thought he's not going to be there, and I felt really really upset. But what we know from Jamal Charles is he does come back better and stronger and just like he did in 2012 and I'm really looking forward to getting him back the next year and, and just seeing what he can do but um, yeah Jamal Charles was, was was one of those that I really was upset you know, about not seeing but we didn't really miss him in this game did we because we actually had uh, Trichandric West and Spencer Ware doing the business in this game mainly Trichandric West really so the future does look bright with the running backs what do you think Tom? Um, who? Basically, what? who? I don't. I didn't know who Chuck Andrick West and Spencer Ware were before this game. I'm they not going to lie. They, they did look good. Um, Chuck Andrick West, especially, he looks like he's going to be the starter um, to fill in for Jamal Charles. And I was, yeah, I was reasonably impressed. Okay, the Lions didn't put up much of a fight, mm. but they still had a job to do. And uh, West and Ware did very well. West scored a nice touchdown weaving and then obviously Ware used his power. Maybe like we're going to see a thunder and lightning with them too. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I I enjoyed from what I saw. Like, can you pretend to know a little bit about draft prospects and stuff like that? What what was your opinion on um, Chuck Randrick West and Spencer Ware coming out? I had no clue who (laughs) Sharkandrick West was coming into the draft. I mean... He, he played at Abilene Christian. Like, that's a very small school. So even information out there about a guy like him, there's not very much out there whenever draft season rolls around. And I mean, he was an undrafted guy for a reason, but my goodness, he looked great. I, his hips were so loose. Mm-hmm. He's a pretty good-sized guy, too. Like, uh, this was, he's, a, he was, he's bulky. Uh, you know, I, I was very impressed with him, and I really like both of those guys. Do you think the Chiefs have enough there to say, worst case scenario, obviously we don't expect this to happen with Jamal Charles. He's going to come back. Um, But do you think the Chiefs have enough there to cope for the next season or two just in case something doesn't happen, uh, if something doesn't happen with Jamal Charles? Yeah, I think I think there's something coming up here too. I think, you know, I think they've got some potential, these two guys. And you also remember Alex Smith got, he got 78 yards rush in that game too. So, or, Mm -hmm. you know, so they, they, they did some really good stuff on the ground and, We'll see if they can sustain it, but I, I'm optimistic. There's something that never gets brought up about Alex Smith, which should they should bring it up every single game, especially when he's using his legs, is the fact that he ran a lot under Urban Meyer in Utah. Like, why don't people bring that up yeah. in commentaries? Because people look at Alex Smith, see him run, and they act all surprised. Well, why are they surprised? The guy's got wheels. Like that run he had for what forty eight yards was it? Oh, the I genuinely lifted at that. I, he? Yeah, it, the, the, in the stadium, the stadium went mental because everyone was like, "What is Alex Smith doing? He's meant to be rubbish." And like next thing <laughs> you know, he's running past linebackers, he's running past safeties. Like I genuinely thought at one point he was going to take it to the house with seventy yards. Like the guy's got wheels, and we should see more of it go in. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't realize how fast he was until I actually saw him 
live in front of my eyes. You know how quick um, he, he could shift. He really could shift, and and it looks as though now that having a mobile quarterback like Alex Smith in this league is is an added bonus, wouldn't you think, Kent? I totally agree. I mean, how the how the league is going, you're seeing, you know, a, a desire to get more athleticism at that position. It's 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 starting to become a trend here. And, you know, I think Andy Reid's done a good job of kind of utilizing. You talk about some of the stuff he did at Utah. I think Andy Reid's kind of starting to integrate a little bit of that, a little bit of that spread offense there. So mm-hmm. uh, we'll see if he keeps adding more and more to that, because that could be really a fun, especially with his legs like that. Mm-hmm. Um, should we shift on to the defensive side of the ball? Because there was some there's some really you know interesting prospects on this, especially the likes of uh, Marcus Peters. Uh, he continues to impress, although it wasn't his usual high production uh, that we've come to see over the first few games. But um, do you think quarterbacks now are actually running a little scared and throwing in his direction? Do you think? Oh, I, I, I would be a little bit nervous if I was a quarterback trying to go up against Marcus Peters. This guy is very intriguing. His, his ability, his instincts, his ball skills, they are on to something with this guy. I imagine Marcus Peters will be a chief for a long time. This guy is here mm-hmm. to stay. He is for real. I am so excited about Marcus Peters' future in Kansas City. Yeah, yeah. and what I like about the guy is not necessarily his play, but his professionalism. Um, when you <laughs> when you look at him, you see a guy that's clearly a team guy, a coach's guy, likes to get coached, um, doesn't argue with the refs. It just just seems like a guy that's grown up, and he's a shadow of that guy that they were talking about coming out of college. Apparently, the reason why he dropped is because he misbehaved in college and whatnot. But I don't see that. I see the ultimate professional in Marcus Peters, and I think what the Chiefs okay they've got the fifth year option but I don't think the Chiefs should leave it past year two or year three before getting him the contract because I'm going to say it the guy's going to be a Chiefs ring of honor player he's going to be a hall of famer like he we are going to his hall of fame induction we we, all three of us Kent you're invited as well um we're going to go to his Chiefs induction because that guy is going to produce four years yeah and and (laughs) Bob Sutton just knows how to position him as well well that's because Bob Sutton's a genius Bob Sutton is a genius yeah and, and I think I think Marcus has taken really well. You, you said it. He's taken really well to that coaching. All these concerns about Marcus Peters coming out. You know, everybody was scared. They thought there were some attitude issues. He's really responded well to this coaching staff. He's been respectful. He has, you know, been. Uh, he's been. I won't. I don't want to say a model teammate, but he's he's been pretty close to it. I don't see any. I, mean, I think he's done a great job responding, and, and this was just a growing up point for him, obviously. So I'm I'm very excited. And Bob Sutton, you're right. He did a great job. I I love me some Bob Sutton. Yeah. And opposite Marcus Peters, you've obviously got the ultimate professional in Sean Smith as well. There's another guy yeah. that's not going to get any trouble for the Chiefs. So you've in there, you've got a tandem that you can probably rely on for the next five or six years and then obviously you need to find another guy to replace Sean Smith um, eventually but Sean Smith just that has been one hell of a signing from John Dorsey it was one of the first signings John Dorsey made he picked him up from Miami and plugged him in and he has been brilliant and I just like the look of that tandem you've got Marcus Peters who's slightly shorter a bit more of a ball hawk and then you've got Sean Smith who's just so physically imposing and I just think with them with teamed up with Eric Berry and Ron Parker you've just got one hell of a hell of a backfield there that that you just can't pass on in today's league if Matt Stafford and Calvin Johnson can't pass on him who is going to pass on him yeah well I mean Sean Smith I mean he's 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 I think he got a season high five solo tackles this game. Um, wow. Three pass deflections. Um, he played 
excellently well, and I think he actually got an interception as well. He did. He? he did. Um, so yeah, you got. It seems as though we're, we're sort of a cornerback for for quite a few years now with with Peters and Smith. I think they're they're our number one choice from uh, for the next what at least three four years mm-hmm. at least. Um, so uh, yeah, it's very exciting about that, and uh, it was nice to see as well from. Uh, UK fans' perspective, you know the favourites such as Justin Houston. Um, again, did I think he got an interception as well? Which um, you know all these like fan favourites um, have really really helped the Chiefs along in this game. Um, well, I, Justin I, I Houston think... is playing up. Go on, go, go, go on, on, Ken. Sorry. Oh, I think Justin Houston dropped into coverage on that internet interception mm-hmm. too. So I mean, should be doing that good... more. Maybe. I mean, they, they might be onto something there. Uh, you know, you see that big you know, ball production dropping in coverage. Uh, I, I, there's no way that ends badly. I mean, just good stuff coming from that, from that perspective, too. And he's really playing up to his contracts. Like, he obviously had the monster season last year, got 22 sacks. Obviously, he held out a little bit. They had to wait until the last possible day to sign him before he had to go under the franchise tag. And they got that contract sorted. And... He's what earning hundred and six million, is it, over the next worth six every years? Penny. Yeah, worth every penny, hundred percent. Like the way he started this season, okay, the Chiefs themselves as a team haven't got off to a great start, but he looks like he's going to live up to his contract. He's very healthy. He's always going to play a number of games. So yeah, I, I, the signing of contract, the contract signing of Justin Houston is probably one of John Dorsey's more shrewd moves mm-hmm. since he's come Definitely. to town. Um, well, the next two day, two games are going to be interesting as well. They're going to be quite vital. Uh, we've got on the road at Denver, and we've also got uh, on the road at San Diego as well. If the Chiefs can get something out of either of those games, could we expect a resurgence by the Chiefs? Or do you think the season is already over, having lost Charles and considering the bad start the Chiefs have had so far? I'll um, go first. I'll go, on, I'll, yeah, I'll go, go first. first yeah. I'll jump in on this one. Sorry, Ken. And no, you're good. I- now I'm going to jump in first because you know everything. Yeah, well, I was kind of annoyed because the Chiefs playing in London. It was a game that I obviously wanted the Chiefs to win mm-hmm. because they were there in front of me. But I, the bigger picture of me was thinking this team needs to tank, and I really, <laughs> really, really want them to tank because there's no way in hell they're going to make the playoffs now, are they? Let's be honest. So yeah, they should. Five, if they tank, they can go for obviously the higher draft pick and then I'm looking at some of the guys that come out like the, some of the quarterbacks you've got like Jared Goff and Carson Wentz they could they could be handy if we decided we wanted to move on from Alex Smith but there's some other good players uh, that's going to be drafted next year and I'm sitting there thinking yeah let's, let's tank and go at the top top of the draft like Ezekiel Elliott he looks like he might be okay um, if obviously we need to replace Jamal Charles so yeah I, I was very much on the tank bandwagon but I can understand why the Chiefs wouldn't want to tank because losing breeds losing. So, yeah, but I, I can't see the Chiefs making the playoffs any way, shape or form. No. I mean, yeah. to get anything even close to that, you're going to have to win, what, the next seven, eight games, something like that? They're going to have to go on a pretty big stretch and you're going to have to let Alex, Alex Smith's going to have to play way above his head. I mean, the Chiefs, they threw for Alex Smith did great things with his legs, but they threw for 5.3 yards per attempt today. Um, mm-hmm. They threw up for 145 yards. I went and watched college football on Saturday, waiting for the Royals game to start. There was two guys that led all of college football yesterday or Saturday in passing yards. Chase Litton threw for 486 in two touchdowns, and this kid from Texas Tech, Patrick Mahomes, he threw for 480 
yards and four touchdowns. Those two guys in one game. Those two guys led college football in passing on Saturday. And, you know, that, that Mahomes kid, his defense gave up 70. Could you imagine a guy slinging the ball around the field like that with the Chiefs' defense? I mean, it would be insane. So, like, I don't think – I don't know if Alex Smith has it in him to go on a run where they win all these games and he plays above his head and then they can make the playoffs and, and, and win in the playoffs or you know, all that stuff. But, I mean, it would it would take a lot out of Alex Smith. And I, I think they need to start looking to it for a quarterback at some point here. Yeah, I've, I actually know of them too. It's funny you mentioned that. And really? I sat there, yeah, I sat there reviewing some tape on them. And uh, my home seems okay, but the guy that caught my – my eye was Chase Lynn. Yeah. And and if if the Chiefs are in a position to draft him and bring him in and they, I, I see the quarterback of the future there in Chase Lynn. I can I've see never it. Read either of them. I can see it. <laughs> that doesn't surprise me, Brad. <laughs> <laughs> no, I've never read either of them. I don't watch college. It's uh, you know, it's not for me college. Well, that, that was, was a, awkward. That was a conversation killer, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. That was a conversation killer. I don't want college. End of story. <laughs> so many people just unsubscribed to our draft guide. The draft guide that we're writing in six months time. <laughs> <laughs> now I'll go, I'll go on Tom's judgment on this because uh, he, he is like the oracle of the arrowheads abroad. So uh, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm I'm happy to go with his judgment on it. But yeah, if the, I mean if they're throwing up 400 plus yards, then yeah, I'm all for it. But I still believe that Alex Smith has got a Super Bowl in him. Um, so I, I'm I'm very much on the don't tank, but see how the season goes, and then maybe plan for next year. I don't know. Um, maybe next year they finally end the drought and win a playoff game. Maybe 2016 will be the year. Yeah, and that's I think the Alex one. Smith will lead it. I think he will. He could be right. right. You could be right. Yeah. Um, so Kent, will the Chiefs be heading back to London anytime soon? Uh, I hope so. So it gives you guys an opportunity to uh, to to do that again because I mean, I, again, I think that was a really cool experience. And if they have to give up another home game, they have to give up another home game. <laughs> That's not going to go down too well, is it? <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? Not go down well at all. <laughs> well, if they get a if they get an NFL draft out of it or something, that would be worth it, I think. But yeah. And we have to remember that Clark Hunt was kind of forced to do this because he's been the head of the international committee for a number of years now. So sure. for, for years and years and years, he's been signing off on these teams to give up home games and probably suggesting to some teams that they should give up a home game due to like attendances and whatnot. So he kind of had to put his, his money where his mouth was eventually and probably lead by example. So he, was, he had to do it. It's not the worst game to lose. It's the Lions. If it's not like they're giving up the Broncos, the Chargers, or like someone like the Packers coming to Arrowhead, it's 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 the Lions. Do do does anyone really care about the Lions? Like the result was a foregone conclusion anyway. So yeah, it, I, they will do it again. I I've I've heard rumours that the NFL is going to start in Mexico. Um, that Mexico. that they have a that, good fan base of it. Apparently so. So if the, that sounds like a disaster waiting to happen, um, <laughs> like as far as I'm concerned. Mexicans are into like Shakira concerts, and that's about it. So, um, yeah, the audacity. Yeah, well, put it this way: if if you've got the Azteca Stadium or something like that, and they have to choose between a Shakira concert and an NFL game, they're gonna choose the Shakira concert because they know that will pull in the punters. Mm. (laughs) And they would be wrong. (laughs) Love my Chiefs. Love my Chiefs. So uh, let's let's finish this by saying our predictions for the rest of the season. What do you think? You know, how are the Chiefs going to finish this season? What do you think, Tom? As long as Peyton Manning doesn't break the record for all-time passing yards against the Chiefs next oh, week God, yeah. or two weeks' time after the bye, I don't care, um, to be honest. Um, but, Can he get the flu or something? 
if you look at the second half of the season, what they've got the Browns, the Bills, like some teams they should be. I think the Chiefs can probably rescue a 500 season um, from three and five. Yeah, I think eight and eight, middle of the road uh, pick, and then end up, I don't know, picking someone like what Shaq Lawson or Darren Lee, maybe from. Uh, from Ohio State, maybe someone yeah. like that, yeah. But uh, Derek Johnson's replacement potentially. Yeah. And um, what about you, Kent? Uh, yeah, I'm feeling eight and eight, something like that. I just don't think there is any way they can string together enough games to make the playoffs. I that Darren Lee guy does sound interesting. I might be interested in that uh, that Ohio State Buckeye as well. That'd be a fun mm. ad. Mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah. Well, I'm thinking. Uh, I think the next game at Denver is going to be really tough. Um, when you got a player like Peyton Manning. You know, um, he's ready. He's going to be hungry for that record, isn't he? Um, so I think that's going to be the nail in the coffin for the Chiefs going forward. And I'm, I'm not convinced we're going to get another win. Wow! Wow! I'm really not. <laughs> I, um, yeah, okay. The, the Chiefs won a, a good victory here, and they've got a they've got a, a week off now, haven't they? But I don't know. I just can't see it. I just really can't see it now. But like Tom says, they might tank, might get a, a favorable position in the draft, and uh, we can look forward to uh, you know a quite a high high round pick see what happens okay then well that's all we have time for for this edition of the back to the chiefs thank you so much to uh to kent swanson for answering our ad um was it on grinder it wasn't i promise it wasn't grinder, no, no. <laughs> We hope you've enjoyed these specials so far. We do have other games to revisit that uh, could even go further back in the Chiefs' history. In fact, let us know in your podcast review which games you would like us to cover next. And don't forget to leave us a five-star rating as well because it really does help us and we really appreciate it. So, from one kingdom to another, we'll speak to you again soon.